We're live. How do you like that? Hey, welcome to Pick Rip. It is 7 p.m. And you know what that means? It means we're live every night. Uh, some night we might go a little bit early. I have a really special guest on Monday, so we might go a little bit early. But tonight we have a great guest, Janine. She's the national anthem girl. You've probably seen her all over the place. I know I have. And it's really cool. She has a movie, um, and she's just called National Anthem Girl, and you have to see it. It's on Amazon right now, and we watched it last night. So did my special co-host, Alicia, and we were both moved by it. Um, I have my awesome co-host, Amelia Piccolo, here with me tonight. Say hi, honey. <laughs> she's like, I'm so thrilled to be here, Dad. Uh, she's awesome. Um, so Em's going to ask a couple questions, and we're going to get this going. So everybody, welcome to Pick Rep, your daily dose of positive. I'm going to bring in both Alicia and Janine. Whoa, there you are. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, that that? <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I'm waiting for questions from your daughter. <laughs> oh, she's ready to go, too. She's got the tough ones, I'm telling you. I'm excited and, um, for her questions. Now you have me. I want to touch my hair because we were talking about right before we came <laughs> online. But like, if you touch one part of your head, you got to touch the other one. You so. have to, yeah, you have to. Because you're opposite. So yesterday I kept doing this, but it was this side. <laughs> Challenge and dexterity. You know what? I've got to get M her own mic. She's she's gonna be. I mean, we're in we're in this for the long haul, baby. So M is my nine year old daughter, and she is my co host, and she is my actual inspiration for everything. I can tell everybody else that they're my inspiration, but M is it. So M, do you have some questions tonight, babe? Okay, she wrote them down too. And this is for Janine. What is your favorite state you sing, and why? That's a good question. Um, I have a lot of favorite states and a lot of really fun stories that came out of all of these different places I went. Um, so sometimes in my head, I like randomly pick one to tell people. Um, and I will say a really fun one was Montana because I actually got to fly a T-34, uh, it's a trainer plane. And we flew over the Beartooth Mountains and we did two rolls. I then uh, got a little bit uh, like from trying to like film everything with my iPhone. I needed to basically pray to God that I didn't christen the plane. And uh, thankfully that did not happen. But uh, that was a really fun thing that I got to do in Montana. But I got to do a lot of really cool things in a lot of different states. But that's the one I picked for you, Em. There are a lot of a lot of fun states. You ready for the next one? Why did you start singing the national anthem? Also a very good question. Um, well, I will say without spoiling the movie, uh, there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, number one was just because I felt it was a way I could use my voice to honor our nation's heroes. Um, if I went into the military, it would be more like uh, saving Private Benjamin than saving Private Ryan. And you have no idea what I'm talking about, but Jason and uh, Alicia, you might know. Um, so I just kind of said, well, I could sing. And if I sing the national anthem um, to honor those that give that song meaning, um, that's what I'll do. So that's kind of how it all started, just like that. That's pretty cool, huh? You want to ask the, the big question? Oh, OK, so Em's going to ask you the big question. We ask this every night. Alicia's had to answer it. Um, we've had different responses. 
this has nothing to do with your life in general. So okay. we're not changing your life. Um, but just to give you a hint that you can't kill Hitler, you can't reform Hitler. Um, what else? You can't do anything with the Spanish Black Plague because everybody's already done that one already. 9-11, we've, we couldn't have stopped 9-11. So now you, you're re the rest of history is up to you. So, and you can answer any way you want. If you could go back in time, what would you change? Not my life, but just in general? In general, yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> it's so hard, right? I mean, I, I feel like I should be deep with this, but I also could say things like, mm, uh, like, like Willy Wonka could be a real place. That's a, that, that that's a good one. No, I mean, no, really you can't change it. Like that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I have zero. Um, what would I change? You don't have to change anything either. <laughs> oh, if I could go back in time. Oh, okay. Gosh, you guys should give me this. This is a hard one. Because <laughs> like my head's going to like everything that I've ever uh hmm. Um you guys have music like to go over my clearly sure. perplexed situation. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um maybe if I could you know what? I think I'm going to do this for my own life. I think I would have realized that a lot of the things that I thought people cared about, they really don't care. And maybe back when I was younger, I know this is not about probably not the answer you want, but like I would have probably cared less about what people thought of me when I was younger. No, that's a perfect answer. That's a great answer. Yeah. Especially like when I was nine and 11. <laughs> mm -hmm. You want to say goodbye? Bye. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving me the hardest question I've ever had in an interview. Yeah, she's uh, she's got the tough questions. And, and tonight she has a list of questions for everyone that comes on. She won't let you get away with anything. Really? Jeannie, and I really appreciate you coming on. The reason I wanted to have you on because this is, oh, I like to consider it the daily dose of positive. This is where we kind of have an area where we could just either vent, we could talk about anything going on in the world. It gives us um, just a chance to be ourselves and just talk frankly about anything. And that's kind of what we're here for. Um, I have Alicia on because Alicia is such a strong factor. Um, she's just a strong person and she's a very big inspiration of mine. And uh, yeah, and now I have two, now three very powerful yeah. Yeah. girls. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of in the back going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Janine, um, how are you making out with all of this? Um, you know, it, it's kind of like, I think everybody else was just doing what we can, you know, with what we have, where we are. That's a Theodore Roosevelt quote I say all the time. Um, I was just, I mean, I literally, the I was on the road on March 11th. That was my last event that I spoke at. It, I was in Vegas and I came back home and then I just knew like, there's no going back out. Um, it's uh, very, I mean, I always laugh at the emails I get when it says like unprecedented times or in these uncertain times, it is, you know, funny because it's actually, you know, what we're saying about our reality right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's also 
a time to kind of look at the things that we've always taken for granted that we always think will always be there. And it's a time to be grateful for the, your family, your friends, um, even the fact that, you know, we've got social media to um, kind of like engage with people and people back during other times of pandemics or just are the horrible times didn't have that feeling of like the world not being, um, no, people thought that like they were probably all alone. And and I don't think it's very um, possible to think that way if you've got access to, you know, a phone or the internet right now. So I think it's a time to be grateful and it's a time to kind of um, say, you know what, let me take some time and maybe assess some of the things that I've always thought were important and just kind of recalibrate, you know. I like that recalibrate. It's uh, it's true. We're all recalibrating. And, you know, the reason I believe the reason I started following you was because on, on Twitter, at least, was what you're doing with the Medal of Honor um, oh, recipients. Yeah. And I saw a picture of you were with Woody Williams. And I was like, I, I interviewed Woody a few weeks, oh, man, about a month ago now. And the inspiration you get from those, uh, from the recipients it really, it, it, I'm sure that's kind of what happened to you is it hits you. It, it's like being in their presence is so awe inspiring that mm -hmm. the little things in our life um, don't really matter. And I could see that yeah. every day you, you, you put out some uh, positive messages and I could see a lot has to do with the people you've met. Um, is that, how did the Medal of Honor um, project come about? It's actually a pretty interesting story. Um, during the, let's see, was it 2015, 2016, I was asked to sing at the inaugural ball for American Legion. And uh, what American Legion does is they do a salute to heroes and they invite a whole bunch of Medal of Honor recipients to it. So when I sang at that and I was in the presence of all these Medal of Honor recipients, I was I, I ended up getting asked to sing at their luncheon, which they have every year um, in during the week of Medal of Honor, National Medal of Honor Day. And when I was asked to do that, I was like, OK, I am now going to be at a lunch with the those that have been awarded the highest honor in the military. I don't want to go empty handed. So because I have, you know, social media and I'm on every Thursday, Sirius XM uh, channel six with Flash Phelps, um, I just asked people just kind of on a whim, like, OK, I'm going to be in front of all of these Medal of Honor recipients. If anybody wants to write them a letter, I will hand deliver it. And we ended up collecting like a couple of thousand letters. I didn't expect that to happen, but I was very excited about it. And because they really loved that, like the uh, recipients were, I think it was like sort of nostalgic for them. Like, wow, you know what? We used to get these like delivers, like these packages thrown at us. And we kind of did that sometimes. It was funny. Um, so I got asked to do it again. And and I've gotten to do a lot of things with uh, for Medal of Honor recipients. Um, Ed Byers, I sang at his retirement ceremony. And um, obviously, I just sang for Woody Williams commissioning for his USN, um, the um, Herschel Woody Williams ship. Uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, I did that as well. So um, now we do an annual mail call and I partnered with the National Medal of Honor M Museum. 
And due to everything that happened, we were collecting physical letters, but we thought um, we'll give people the opportunity to write virtually. So what you're seeing, Jason, is um, every day I'm featuring a different Medal of Honor recipient on Twitter and Facebook. And people can click and then there's a link that they could write or they can create something and take a photo of it and up upload it. Yeah, that's, that's so special and so yeah. beautiful. I know when I was in Afghanistan, one of the greatest things, and I, I will just never forget opening this care package, but I had an anonymous care package sent to me and just oh. opening it up. And there was a handwritten letter that was from elementary school students and just things inside that they thought I would need. And it was so oh. special to receive that anonymous gift and just know that people out there in the world were thinking about me and cared about me and were proud of the work that I was doing. And so I'm sure that just means so much to them. So thank you for that. It means so yeah. much to everybody. Yeah. And well, thank you for your service as well. And <laughs> You know, we that's what we get to do, too, is um, I have something called Janine's team and people can uh, we, there are different families, military families or other people in the military that I hear about that um, we send packages as well to to them to let them know that, you know, we appreciate them. They're not alone. Things like that. So, yeah, you're not alone. I think that's so powerful. I just heard a quote that somebody said the other day in a meeting, but they said, you know, their biggest lesson learned from COVID is that we're now being forced to do things that we likely should have been doing all along. And mm -hmm. they challenged us to really think like, what are those things that you should have always been doing mm -hmm. that you can do now? And mm -hmm. um, so I love this, this call to action of you been giving back and it's something we can do right now. We don't have to, you know, make it like you said in your, in your movie, you can, you can just use what you have and make a difference. But I'm curious to know what are some of those things that maybe you're realizing now um, that you should have been doing all along that you're now implementing in your daily practices? You know, I think what's interesting is, you know, calling to check in on people and your family. You know, I travel a lot. Like, this is very odd for me to be home at all. Um, and now that I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to check on my dad. I'm going to check on my family and, and have conversations. And usually you're like, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, when I'm at the airport, I'll call, you know, like you just kind of like allocate different times. But now it's like, well, everything is always interesting when it gets boiled down. And, and I'm sure you know this when you were over in Afghanistan, like there there's just like a minimalism. Like there's just like there's only certain things that actually matter. And boy, oh boy, boom, just like that inside of 24 hours, we all were able to figure out, you know, what was the most important thing. So um, me just taking the time to check in on my family more, I think is something that I've kind of more than anything realized that, you know, um, how how valuable we uh, our relationships are you know yeah the most important thing isn't toilet paper <laughs> you know I, I just want to say something I on purpose was like I'm just curious how many rolls uh will be used and less than three <laughs> since two weeks ago now I have yeah just I'm just saying oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a we have a question and it's for the ladies it's not it's not for me uh, Do you ladies believe that our social interactions will return to normal after quarantine? And that's for both of you. Go ahead, Alicia. Okay. So I think that they won't. Um, I think one of the things that we should start to embrace now is that things will never be the same. And let's make that never be the same for the better. And I think now, just like you were saying, Janine, I'm calling my friends who I likely should have been checking on more all along, having um, just really more deep and personal conversations. So I hope that interactions will not return the same. I hope that we'll really just 
take a sense of gratitude with every person that we get to interact with, that we really appreciate how lucky and fortunate we are just to have the people we have in our life that will go out of our way to even form other social connections and make people feel like they belong and that they're included. So I hope that they'll change for the better after this. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about you? I think it, I think what's more important than anything is, is realizing to be sensitive to other people. A lot of times uh, you just want to fire something off or you want to just make a comment. And you, and, you know, there's a quote that was on the bottom of somebody's email and it said, be kind because somebody's fighting a battle. You don't know. I, do you guys know what quote I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. And I always, I always remember one thing. My mom used to say this to me. Um, being from New York, um, there's a lot of road rage. People are always crazy on the road. And, you know, somebody cuts you off and you kind of like the instinct, especially if, you know, East Coasters um, is usually to get upset. And my mom used to always say, you have no idea what's going on in that person's life. He might have just gotten a call that his wife's in the hospital or something might be going on and try to be more patient with people. And yeah. I hope that with social media, you don't know what's going on in somebody's life. And, and, you know, we've seen it, you think like everybody's invincible. And then all of a sudden you hear somebody's got this and is in ICU. In fact, Benny Atkins, a Medal of Honor recipient, he's 86 years old, and he's in ICU right now, because of the virus. So, you know, sometimes you think there are certain people in your life that, oh, yeah, they're fine, they're fine. But I think it's always important I think there's a quote by Thomas Jefferson, if you're angry, count to 10 or something like that. And I always, I tweet that out sometimes. I say the same rule applies to, to social media, to tweeting, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you might want to, but you don't know why that person is saying what they're saying. And it's me personally, I just say it's better not to say anything, like let them, let it go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, or they, like I, Bambi would say, you know, if you don't have ne something nice to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> Quote from don't Bambi. It all. Or don't, <laughs> yeah. don't post it at all. <laughs> don't post and, and don't post angry and don't, you know, take a step back. You're absolutely right. Before you send that email, before you send that text, before you lash out at someone on Twitter or any other social media platform, take yeah. a step back and think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, granted, there's so much people are like TikTok or no TikTok. I like TikTok just because I could just be goofy for a little while. You know, this is the first, you know, if you've ever followed my social media, you've probably seen that I probably, people probably thought I was serious for a long time, but I'm really just goofy. And the, that's one thing that came out of this COVID is just going back to my roots. Have you guys seen yourself kind of re, going back to being like, you know what? You know, everyday hustle is out and now you're going back to being kind of who you naturally are. Now, you could either be one of those caring people or one of those internalized people, but how has this affected you that way? And that's for both of you. And Janine, if you want to go first, that'd be great. Um, You know, I think it kind of made me think about, you know, what can I do? I always feel like if you have a platform, if you have something where you can use to help other people, um, I have a TikTok account. I have not TikToked once. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Um, but I feel like what I, for me, is like, okay, how can I use my 
social media to let people know like, hey, you know what, you can make masks or um, you can volunteer if you're in the uh, New York, New Jersey area, you can volunteer to deliver groceries. Like for me, I think it returned to sort of a, a sense of urgency um, to say, well, what is the best way that I can make use of tweeting? I think one time I did, I made banana bread when everything first started and I, I did a quarantine baking thing. <laughs> <laughs> baking. Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know about you, but Netflix, Hulu or anything, there's so many baking shows on. There's so many of these like awesome HGTV shows. Yeah. Um, we just started to watch one on like, there's so many different cool things like uh, YouTube videos about like, you know, Today I attended Marine Boot Camp. Today I was at the FBI Academy. There's just yeah, there's a myriad of things oh you can watch. Yeah, yeah. There is not a uh, a shortage by any means. <laughs> no, Alicia, how how about you? Oh my goodness, this is really interesting because this quarantine I feel like has been it's had a share of ups and downs. So I'm somebody who's extremely positive. I have a gratitude practice I start out with every day. But this quarantine really threw my schedule for a loop as it did with everybody around the world. And I really had to step back one day and just say, okay, like, what is my, where, where is my last one point as I like to talk about, but who am I and what do I stand for and what matters to me? And just getting back to like setting, I was like, I know I'm not leaving my house today, but I still have to set my schedule. I'm going to get up and get dressed and put on makeup and just do what my normal routine is. And I really needed to do that and remind myself of just like practicing gratitude and everything that I have. Um, so that's been different for me. Um, and then getting back to my normal social media presence of posting and being happy go lucky. I did just do my first TikTok the other day. I hope nobody mm -hmm. finds it. I posted it <laughs> on my Instagram. It's really hard to TikTok. These, these people like shout out to these, you know, I don't want to say kids these days, but everyone who's doing all these dances and it's really hard, <laughs> but it was so fun. Listen, I have, um, <laughs> if you look at my, my quarantine log, I'm up to like quarantine log day 20 and I'm like, I'm doing so great with it. I'm so this guy. This is guy. So how do you like I'm, allocate I'm, your time? Like, I feel like that would take so much no, of my day. You see, you don't have to be a perfectionist. And that's the cool thing about TikTok or any any like stuff like that is like it literally takes me two minutes because you can cut you. and stream and it's 15 seconds of content. And uh, but for you both, you might want to, you know, I don't, you know, yeah, it's well, a little bit different for this. Hair and makeup today. Well, <laughs> yeah, hair and makeup. <laughs> the great thing about these calls, though, is you can just have, you know, like, you only have to have it together for what's on the screen. So like I was yeah, saying, like that is I look mm -hmm. I makeup up here and then yoga pants. I had um, <laughs> my Tupac and Biggie pajama pants on in a meeting the other day, but a button up oh from here up and it was great. See? So <laughs> I, uh, I was going to first, when I first started the show, I was going to be like, okay, do I wear a polo or do I wear a t-shirt? I'm like, well, I'm going to run out of, nice clothes after a while and i'm running out of t-shirts my, my daughter every day is like you wore a red t-shirt the other day and I'm, she's like you need to order different you need a teal t-shirt <laughs> make it your thing red t-shirts i can I be your signature the same thing and, and then like show everybody your closet and it's like 20 different red t-shirts and you're yeah, you're, yeah. yeah it's, well i have my red one remember everybody deployed because this is yep. every day yeah. and that's one thing i wanted to talk to you both about is the troops 
Uh, we always, you know, now we have different first responders. We have a different front line to this war, but we do have troops still deployed uh, throughout the world. And it has to be tough for the families. And one thing that really um, hit with your movie was you seeing the gold star children. And I like, I still, I get chills on, I just watched it last night and I'm like, what was that absolutely like? Because I don't know. The fact that I even had like the, the thought to take that photo, I'm so grateful that I did because I use that uh, every Memorial day and every veterans day kind of like to let people understand I'm a civilian, you know, but I always kind of, when I hear people say happy Memorial day, it just like, Oh, I have to count to 10 um, because that is not what it's about. Um, you know, we're, we're honoring those who are no longer with us. And when I was there, it was, is, it was in uh, Oklahoma, my 33rd state. It was the Patriot um, Folds of Honor with having their Patriot Cup um, golf tournament. And I just was kind of walking, you know, it was, it was Memorial Day, but I was walking up to this, like the clubhouse, I guess. And I just saw these two adorable little kids, you know, one in blue, one in red. And they were looking at the statue, like the sculpture kind of looking thing. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Like they're not running around. They're looking at something. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, I'm like, oh, they're not just looking at something. They're actually looking for their dad's name. And it, I literally just stood there and just watched that moment. Like, okay, like they're not here because this is a fun thing to do. You know, they're here because they lost someone, you know, they will never have that dad in their life. Like, they used to, and they were looking for his name. And, you know, just seeing what the producers did for that, they kind of like really brought it to life. I was really happy um, that they picked that story to really kind of showcase because it's a lesson I think we all, um, well, civilians more than anyone, uh, you need to always be reminded of um, the differences between the holidays and their significant, even the fact that some people just don't still know what a gold star family is, uh, is important. I think the message of that film is kind of just to help people see, uh, I say this, like, you know, the America I saw, but the Americans that I met really, cause it changed my life. And that was one of the most impactful, like just moments for me. I could, I still, when you started talking about it immediately, I was just like there, you know, <laughs> um, seeing those kids and, and what they, every year, that's what they deal with every day, you know? Yeah. And it, it's, um, oh man, I don't even kind of lost my track because, uh, yeah. it's such, I imagine like, um, I didn't, when I went to war, I didn't have kids yet. Um, Alicia, did you have kids when you went to war? Um, I did. Yeah. I had Jordan, my oldest daughter, and her dad is still serving. And when I saw that we were, I was watching it together with my daughters on the couch and I just lost it because you think um, my daughter is the strongest girl I know. She's 12 years old and she's, I think it was 10 schools from moving around between her dad and I being in the military and had her dad in Iraq one year. And then I was in Afghanistan the next. And um, she's really my hero. She's incredible. But to think that, you know, her dad and I and those of us who serve, we, we signed up, we volunteered to go serve our country and our kids, they just, 
they have to go along with it. They, they didn't ask for it. And, um, you know, there's that quote that say, some gave all and all gave, or what is it? All gave some and some gave all. And I think our military children really are the ones who, um, who give such a big sacrifice. So to have you honor that and share that special moment. And I think it's so important, like you said, to educate the community. Um, people say thank you or happy Memorial Day because they don't know any better. But really giving the taking that responsibility to say, actually, here's a moment. Um, this is to honor those who who served and who who were fallen in combat. And not it's not really a celebration. But I think to give that um, moment of education to the community and, and let them pay their respects that way, I think is very powerful. Yeah, I don't take it lightly. You know, um, I've been always honored and inspired by anybody like yourselves, both of you, you know, to be in your company and to um, know, yes, your family's sacrifice. And whenever I speak, I always ask if there is anybody that has served or, you know, um, some that have family that served or is serving. And the families are always the most humble. Well, any, any, you guys, you know, anybody that served is always so humble and always strikes me, but it's always when you recognize that, yes, the families serve too. And like you said, they have to just go along with it, but their hearts and souls are, there's a piece of them over where you guys are. And you just don't, you know, when you get to meet some gold star moms and, and wives and dads and it, boy, you know, their stories. And that's what I think is where we could all draw strength from Um, to go back to the fact that I'm posting a different medal of honor recipient every day is really to say, like, read the citations of people who, in spite of seemingly insurmountable, impossible situations, were able to persevere and draw from that um, just as a testament to our stamina and our strength. Um, and, and you talk to any recipient and they'll all say like, you have the same ability within you. You guys would say it to people that come up to you. I'm sure, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I'm sure Alicia feels the same way, but when you or anybody sings the national anthem, but watching you sing it is just amazing because you, you keep it true to the form of the national anthem. But any time I listen to it, I don't care. You know, I haven't served in a long time. Um, I, as in uniform. Uh, but anytime I hear it and even watching your movie or watching any of your YouTubes or anything else, I'm like, I still get the goosebumps. I still get that feeling. It's such a powerful song, but with a message. And, uh, that's the biggest reason I wanted to have you on because you're doing it for the right reason. Uh, Yeah. And I credit my, my parents for kind of just always pointing out how important it is to respect those that are sacrificing or have sacrificed. Um, And it is, you know, I've said this a lot while I was on that journey to all 50 states is like, there is, you know, yes, we all have different opinions. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care what team you want to win. I'm not about the politics side of it. What I'm about is us coming together as one. And when I've seen some, you know, veterans, uh, you know, have a moment, whether I'm singing it, it doesn't matter, anybody's singing it. That's what you want is because I believe there's like a moment for them to even have some type of healing. You know, you've got invisible wounds of war and you've got visible ones. And sometimes people having that um, uh, time to, to reflect is, is, I think, important. I love what you said about um, you said when you when you went out, this wasn't going to be your American Idol. It's 
audition that this is this isn't my song this is our song and i think that in itself is really powerful to just unify people whether you served or you didn't serve this is as americans this is our song and this is a way for us to all be connected and i think that type of message right now is more important um now more than ever and i'm just curious to know um what is your message to people as you're out giving your talks how are you unifying those around you well, I think the thing that I say through every talk, wherever I am, I talk about how important it is to do what you can with what you have where you are. And that's a quote by Theodore Roosevelt, because a lot of times we're thinking, well, OK, well, they're out in the military. I can never be in the military or, you know, this person is got a lot more means, you know, is more wealthy than me, blah, blah, blah. And we make all these excuses. And if you look at just the example of you guys, you know, uh, or anybody, World War II, different veterans, they didn't sit there and say, well, somebody else can do it. You know, it's about taking responsibility. And the example is, you know, our veterans are those who have said, I will give up to and including my life to serve. They're doing what they can with what they have. They're giving their themselves. So I always tell people, um, when I talk, like, think about it. What are you putting off all the time? Like I always, there's something I talk about is when then statements, we all say, well, when this happens, then I'll do this. Mm -hmm. I had it actually, this is really a kind of funny thing is uh, in one of my talks, I told people like, you know, what is it that you're putting off? What are the things you need to do? And this lady got up and she said, you know, I've been wanting to sew. And um, she, she gets up and tells a story. And this woman in the audience says, you know, I've got the sewing machine you're talking about that you need. And this was before this whole thing where everybody that has a sewing machine could use it. And I thought of her and I was like, I wonder if she's so happy that she didn't just sit down and not volunteer to kind of talk about her situation because she got a sewing machine. I wonder if she's using that now to help make math. You know, so you just don't know. But a lot of times we just hold ourselves back and fear is is what we can point to to say, well, either you, you're going to be afraid and you're going to fail or you're going to walk out there. What's what can happen? You know, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, wow. Time's <laughs> flying. Uh, it's 33 minutes in, 34 minutes in. Uh, Janine, I you really, truly are an inspiration and I'm glad. You know, I'm so glad for social media because Alicia was like, well, how did you get Janine on? I'm like, well, I just pinged her on uh, one of the social media platforms. And I'm like, let's do this. It's the same thing with like Woody and everybody else. And it's just. Oh, Woody's awesome. You know, oh, I love Woody, man. I just, uh, I uh, I met uh, Clint Romashaw too once. And oh, wow. just, yeah, yeah, there's really good people. This yeah. net, The networks of people out there are incredible. Everybody make sure you you kind of reach out to everybody around you and see how they're doing. Um, I have a that super serious question, like probably the oh, most serious of all. Yeah. Okay. So you said your parents owned a bagel shop. I just <laughs> recently had my first ever proper bagel. in when I was in Long Island last huh? year, I probably ate 75 and I took back three dozen, not an exaggeration. What? what is your favorite bagel and how do you have it? Okay, well, my dad used to make these, and they don't exist anymore because we don't have a bagel shop anymore, but he used to make these diet bagels, and they were smaller, and they were whole wheat, and they were really healthy, and I used to slice it and toast it, and my mom and I used to do this. We would take this um, horseradish mustard, it was like this really spicy stuff, and pickles, and a slice of Swiss cheese. Sounds horrible. However, when you work in your parents' bagel shop, and you're there- like 
13 years and, you know, 20 hours, it feels like a day. You come up with these uh, different things, but that was my favorite uh, thing. But okay. Why did you ask that question? <laughs> Why? Because oh, I'm I, ruled by food. I need to know. <laughs> oh, I grew up in Jersey and I miss, I miss real oh. bagels. And everything, they, and everything egg bagel with salt, which you can't even talk yeah. about that in California. Yeah. It doesn't exist. I would look crazy asking for that. And I walked yeah. in and they're like, why is this girl freaking out over everything egg bagel with salt? And I was like, I'm, I've literally died and gone to heaven. Thank you. I'm never leaving. Yes. That is also, I have to say, like, you know, if, if you can't have the diet bagel and the whole wheat type of thing, there's also my dad made the best cinnamon raisin bagels. Um, Yum. Oh, my gosh. But people would come. <laughs> people would come from Jersey, Brooklyn. I mean, we had people that would make us send their us their bagels. Well, what am I saying? I'm so excited now about food. Um, people made <laughs> us send bagels to them in Florida. And I mean, just amazing. But yeah. Okay. A salt bagel uh, with cream cheese or butter. Because you could have like real butter. Yeah. yeah. Salt butter. Bagel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I also had um, people ask me for some weird orders too. I could tell you like what I used to be like, I was a kid when I was working there. So it would be like, I couldn't have my face not explain, you know, right. my thoughts and oh, some of the things I had to make too. But yeah. Now this is another serious question. Now the bagels looking, okay, I'm outside of DC right now. I'm up in Virginia. Okay. Bagels. Um, is it something in the water? Yeah. It's almost like New York pizza. Is it something yeah, in the water? Yeah, 100%. Also, the elevation. We should get my dad on this call. Um, oh, my gosh. Can we phone this? Is this like who wants to be a millionaire? Can we add him on? He will talk your ears off. But, um, no, we actually tried. We thought, well, let's just see. Trying to make – he actually brought bagels to Pennsylvania to my aunt's house. He brought all the ingredients to make it. It wasn't – he used their water, and he used, obviously, you know, the oven and stuff. Um, wasn't as good. So then we next time we brought water, but we realized that it also had to do with elevation. So you really can only get the perfect oh, bagel. Okay. Like the perfect area. Yeah. Ah, so good. Anything else, like after my parents sold that store, like anything else to me is just bread. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I really don't like I just I never have high expectations um, anymore because my dad I'm convinced. In fact, he had secret stuff like he would he would be like, I can't tell you what the secret ingredients are. I don't know if he was being, you know. Yeah, and um, not to like really break off a topic, but this is what pick rep is about. Your daily dose of positive and bagels. <laughs> but I lived up by Poco later on in life and a lot of yeah. um. Uh, a family moved up there from New York and they opened up a bagel shop and they made the absolute best bagels. And I'm like, well, how do they do it? I wonder now to this day, they must have like, had the water shifted. They probably bought the water. What is it? The Deer Park water? <laughs> it's. I mean, it is quite possible that the, I, I did hear of one guy who would ship the water, you know. Yeah. You have to do what you have to do. I was so excited over these bagels and I love them so much. And the shop owners felt so bad for me that they literally just were like, the guy was like, told his wife, can you just go get a bunch of bags? And they started emptying these bins of the bagels. And they said, take them home, slice them in Ziploc bags. Yeah. They'll last until you fly home and then put them in the freezer and you can yeah. just pop them in your toaster oven. Mm-hmm. And that got me through a couple of weeks, but now I, I, as soon as this quarantine is lifted, I guess I'm flying to New York and getting some proper bagels. Yeah. Coming right back. That's my first trip. You're going to have to. I mean, it, it is, there is no comparison really. 
Well, Jeanine, uh, we're not going to hold you up. I know you probably have a busy time. Yeah, flights attached. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If Once we get on the bagel topics, I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Right by. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, this is the truth. Very nice podcast. Yeah, I'm hungry. And now I'm hungry. <laughs> That's the truth. I'm telling you. Nothing I can do about it. Oh my gosh. Janine, thanks for coming on. I'd love to have you back on the show. Um, do you have anything else for the audience before we get going? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, if there are any teachers out there or anybody who has to homeschool their kids, I do realize and my heart is with you because you have so much on your plate. Um, I am offering to do Zoom question and answers uh, sessions for your students. So if you're a teacher and you want to assign your kids to watch the documentary National Anthem Girl, it's on Amazon Prime. If you don't have that, you can uh, we'll have a, a link where you can watch it for free if you don't have that subscription and then uh, schedule a Zoom question and answer because it covers history. It covers geography. Uh, it covers uh, character education. So if I could help take some of the burden of uh, classwork off of you, I am ready, willing, and able. Wow. This is very, very cool. Well, let me, uh, oh, and if cool. you know how to get to me um, or you want information about it, this is the easiest way. You could text USA to uh, 33777 and, or you just go to my website. I'm, I'm actually looking to make sure I told you it's the right number, but yeah. Okay. Three three seven seven seven. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just text my phone number. It's five 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 one two one. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm right. Yes, it's USA to three three seven seven seven, and it'll give you the link to the website. My website, basically, oh, nationalanthemgirl.org. Awesome. Too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Janine, if you and Alicia could hold on a line, I'm going to do my outro, and then uh, cool. Okay. Hey. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining PickRep tonight. Um, we will stream this live. Alicia, maybe Janine will come back on the show, but we're just going to have guests every night. And the greatest thing is having a great captive audience like you. I'm just kidding. But um, it's time for us to get the positivity out there. It's time for us to just find a place where we could vent, we could talk, and just get rid of the politics, zero politics in PickRep. Streaming live every night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and on my Facebook. Uh, please, if you get a chance, can you subscribe to my YouTube channel? Um, if you can't find it off of this, if you're watching me right now on Twitter or Facebook, just hashtag uh, Jason Piccolo or just look up Jason Piccolo in YouTube and you'll find me. And uh, thank you. Thank you for a great night. <laughs>